Welcome to the Boulder Body Mind Podcast, your local resource for all things health and wellness in Boulder, Colorado, the Front Range, and beyond. I'm your host, Christine Bellinger. So today is March 23rd, 2020, and we are in the middle of some crazy, unprecedented times. I don't want to get all coronavirus e and detract from this awesome conversation I have for you today, uh, which, by the way, uh, was recorded over a month ago, so there is not one mention of the global pandemic. So if you feel like you need a break and want to hear about some positive, cool health stuff, uh, this is an episode for you right now. I do apologize uh, for any background noise in my intro here as I'm recording this intro from home and I live on a really busy road. I've tried to find the quietest corner of my house. Um, I'm staying socially distant, um, socially distant as possible. And the space I normally use for podcasting is a shared and heavily used space. And I'm not even sure if I would even have access to it right now, but um, you might hear some cars go by, you might hear the train, uh, whatever. This is raw podcasting. I do prefer to always do in-person interviews, uh, but given the current climate uh, for the next uh, foreseeable future, I'm experimenting with Zoom and Skype for interviews. And my hope is to continue to bring you these podcast episodes uninterrupted. So uh, on today's episode, which is an in-person interview, I sit down with acupuncturist Beth Kearns. We talk about the five elements, neuroacupuncture, liver cleansing, all kinds of neat health info. Beth really knows her stuff because she's also a teacher. In addition to her private practice, she is on the faculty at the Institute of Taoist Education and Acupuncture in Louisville. Beth has a soft and grounding presence, and she spends a lot of time getting to know her patients on a deeper level. And this really helps her hone in, I think, on the best treatment for that person at that point in time and taking into account their current circumstances. She's not just taking pulses and looking at your tongue. She is connecting to you on that deep level and developing her treatment from there. And I really think that's what makes her her work so effective is that personal connection. So you can learn more about Beth at BethKernsAcupuncture.com, which will be listed in the show notes. Uh, For now, though, please enjoy acupuncturist Beth Kearns. Welcome to this edition of the Boulder Body Mind podcast. I'm here today with acupuncturist Beth Kearns of Beth Kearns Acupuncture. Welcome to the show, Beth. Thank you so much. So you practice a type of acupuncture called, it's classical five element acupuncture, correct? That's right. Can you tell us about what exactly are the five elements and how do they relate to our health? Sure. So, um, so first of all, there's many different types of five element theory. 
this one is, like you said, classical Baidong, so it's a particular lineage of, um, of Chinese medicine. And so the five elements are fire, earth, metal, water, and wood. And so each of those elements are just um, a, a way to describe the movement of energy. So it's a cycle of creation. If you think of it as a cycle of creation, um, there's a beginning and there's a birth and then there's a maximum growth and maturity and um, uh, then there's the decline and eventually the end and then it starts over. So that's the cycle of creation and that's how energy moves. Um, and we can just look outside to see how that works. That's one of our best teachers is Mother Nature. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we can look outside to learn about the five elements because each season it represents one of the elements. So right now we're in winter and that's the water element. And then spring is the wood element. Summer is fire. Earth is late summer or the harvest. Metal is fall. And then we're back at water again or winter. Mm -hmm. So looking outside, you can see the balances and imbalances, if you will, in nature. And then I do the same thing with people. So where is the imbalance? In balance in a person looking through that same lens of the five elements. Mm, mm -hmm. So as far as our health goes, it's like when I am with a patient, I'm looking at where is their imbalance in those five elements. So there's always one main imbalance or what we call root imbalance or causative factor even. And that one is the one that's the res element responsible for the um, underlying health issues, if you will. Mm -hmm. So, and that, does, and when I say health issues, it can be any kind of health issue. So mind, body, emotion, spirit level, anything. And, um, and even before that, so like sometimes we don't even, like the sometimes don't even surface um, but I can find the imbalance that's going on underneath and address that hopefully before it manifests as a symptom. So the five elements are present within all of us because we are nature, right? We are yeah. part of nature. Yeah, exactly. And what makes the way you practice different than other acupuncturists? Um, well, I think first of all, I spend a lot of time getting to know people. Like I really enjoy that part of the, the um, relationship with whoever I'm sitting with. Mm -hmm. It's like, who is this person? And why, why are they being, I guess why, I don't know if why is the right word, but more like how are they being affected by whatever's happening in their world? So for example, like if, you know, 10 people come in with anxiety uh, each person is going to experience anxiety in their own unique way and for their own unique reasons. Mm -hmm. So it's like, why is that happening? And um, how are they being affected? And then, you know, what is, where is that coming from in that cycle of the five elements? Like, where is that imbalance that needs to be addressed so that their anxiety can be um, uh, healed? Can you give an example of like how how an element would be out of balance in someone's body? I don't know if that's too yeah. much of a 
yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's um, this is a great one. So the wood element, um, the wood element if you is associated with springtime. So if you think of spring, it's like all this intense energy, right? Like we've gone from the quiet stillness of winter, and then here's this burst of energy in the spring. So everything's growing really rapidly. The animals are, you know, busy making their nests. A lot of animals return to the area, and things they're really active. It's a lot of energy. The sun is out longer during the day. <laughs> so with the wood element, there's there's that springtime. There's all this rapid growth. If you think of a, a tree, it rapidly grows in the spring, and it is wood, right? Mm-hmm. So um, the wood element in us oversees things like our tendons and ligaments. Tendons and ligaments support our structure. So if it's out of balance in us, we can... Uh, well, let me go back to the tree. So a tree needs to be flexible and strong and upright, right? It's got to be flexible so it can bend in the wind mm-hmm. and then sway in the wind. And it has to be strong to be upright. So within us, like I said, the wood element oversees the ligaments and tendons. They need to be able to do the same thing. They need to be able to be flexible, but keep us strong and upright. Mm. So if it's out of balance in us, somebody might be really rigid in their physical body. So, um, you know, when they're walking, they're just like almost marching. Mm-hmm. You know? Or maybe they can't really bend. Maybe their spine is very inflexible. Or to the other extreme, maybe it's overly flexible and they can't they can't stand upright. Mm-hmm. Maybe they have a large um, bend in their spine in the wrong direction, even. And then that's just the physical level, right? So then there's the mental level level of like somebody who's really rigid in their thoughts and they have like their blinders on and they can only see this way. And, it's like my way or the highway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's this intensity about it. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Or it can be the other way. You know, as far as imbalance goes, there's this whole spectrum. Yeah. The imbalance could be on the other end of the spectrum of um, somebody can't stand up for themselves. They're overly flexible. They're sort of like some people might call them a doormat. Yeah. Sort of thing. They just, um, um, it's, it's hard to find that inner strength, that inner uprightness to stand up for yourself. Very interesting. Um, So, you know, a lot of the literature, um, at least from what I've read in like, you know, Western medical literature, they've done a lot of studies on acupuncture treating different musculoskeletal issues. But I think a lot of people um, don't know that the spectrum of things that can, that acupuncture can treat. What are some of the things that might surprise people that acupuncture works really well for? So many things. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much everything. (laughs) Whatever ails you. (laughs) It's really true. Like, you know, it's not a panacea. And, you know, acupuncture can address so much. Because it's not just about the symptom. Because the symptom is just a manifestation of something, in some imbalance underneath. So that's why we can treat so many different things. So, um, you know, um, of course, headaches are probably well-known, but something that might surprise people, I think anxiety, Mm -hmm. anxieties, and and depression, grief, um, transition in life. So going from 
like a divorce or a loss mm-hmm. to the next phase of life or a job change or um, one of my favorites to work with people on is, is just when, pe- when people are um, wanting to really take a look at themselves and do some inner work. Mm, personal, personal growth and mm-hmm. personal work. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I mean, a lot of us are struggling. I think most of us are struggling with at least one of those things too, and could use some support for that. Now, you also practice something called neuroacupuncture. Can you explain the difference between traditional acupuncture and neuroacupuncture? So neuroacupuncture is really exciting. Uh, It's one of the first trained um, for the neuroacupuncture. And uh, it's a combination of Western neurology and Chinese um, acupuncture. Mm -hmm. So it's looking at the different parts of the central nervous system, the brain, and seeing what parts of the brain affect the different parts of our body. And then using acupuncture points in those areas on the scalp um, that reflect that part of the function of the brain. So, you know, if somebody comes in to see me who has had a concussion and they were hit, you know, the part of the brain that was affected was the um, uh, part that oversees or or, or, um, controls the function of the leg, Uh, then I'll needle points that um, correlate with that part of the brain to affect that part of the nervous system down to the leg. And it's, um, so it's a lot of physical uh, symptoms can be addressed that way, Uh, neurologic physical symptoms, but also Another great one is anxiety. Mm-hmm. I've had a lot of success with helping people calm down, um, help their mind calm down, uh, their nervous system regulate with that as well. Now, is that effective for other neurological issues? Like, um, I'm thinking for some reason, like vertigo and vestibular issues come to mind. Mm-hmm. Is that supportive for it's, something like that? Yes, it can be. I, I still find that one really difficult to treat. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have had some people get relief while they're sitting there who are in the middle of a, like this major vertigo. Um, it can at least support the nervous system, I imagine, because it is like super, um, when that happens, I've had it happen before, um, I've had a bout of vertigo, and it's how it affects you emotionally, um, just the anxiety that I experienced mm-hmm. because of it. So I imagine it could really support the nervous system on that level of just kind of the calming piece too. Right, because they, on some level, they're going to even feed into each other, right? Right. The vertigo feeds into anxiety, but then as you get more ramped up. It can intensify, yeah, the vertigo, that upregulation of the nervous system. Yeah, so it's, um, the neuroacupuncture is really great for concussion, head injury, Mm -hmm. but um, stroke, Mm-hmm. Radiculopathy or neuropathy? <laughs> neuropathy. Oh, neuropathy. It's really good for oh, that's neuropathy. yeah, neuropathy. That's great because there's there's not a lot out there to support neuropathy. Oh, doctors don't know yeah. how to treat it. There's there's they're befuddled by it. So yeah, and it depends on why that's happening. Mm. You know, if it's diabetic and somebody's not taking care of themselves nutritionally or addressing the diabetes, then there's not so much I'll be able to do, but. For some people, I've had some really hard to treat cases, and it's been helpful. Mm. 
That's great. If someone's new to acupuncture, can you explain a little bit about the sensations of receiving treatment? So the sensations can be experienced. So there's like this vast array. Mm-hmm. So for some people, they don't seem to feel a thing. They're like, oh, I didn't make it, you know, I didn't mm-hmm. make the needling. And other people, it just depends on the point and where it's located. And um, largely, it's for most people. I would say they if they can feel the needle, which feels like it's not so much like you might feel a little skin prick, which is most of the time not a whole lot of anything, but you feel that. And then once the needle goes into the energy or the chi then you feel like a stronger, like you can feel a movement, which mm-hmm. might feel like a dull sensation or an ache or rippling out kind of a thing. But and that's a good sign that that, that means the ed- yeah. energy is moving. Exactly. So it, in, for some points, it's a little stronger. Mm-hmm. It's a quick in and out. Mm-hmm. Yes, nothing like a needle needle. I right. think a lot of people that um, are afraid of needles are a little apprehensive about acupuncture um but it's totally different yes it is it is it's like and i would i'd say 99 percent of people that have told me they have this fear of needles do just fine Mm -hmm. and i work with them very in a very gentle way but um to introduce them to it but for most people they're like oh that wasn't as (laughs) wasn't what i thought it was gonna be (laughs) Uh, what other modalities do you offer? Because um, I know you like to combine um, treatments sometimes. Hear yeah. a little bit about what else you have to offer. So I do something called NST, which is Neurostructural Integration Technique. And that is a very gentle type of soft tissue work or body work. It's done through the clothes. Um, it's, uh, some people are familiar with uh, Bowen therapy. It's a derivative of Bowen therapy, who's an osteopath in Australia. And it's uh, done in a series of gentle movements up and down the body, and it helps the nervous system to reset and rebalance. So often we, like, as you know, we get in these, as a PT, uh, we get in, we have an injury, or maybe there's even an emotional component to why we hold our body a certain way and do the things we do with our body. And this or we're um, compensating for some pain mm, or something. Mm-hmm. And then we just sort of get stuck there. It's like our new way of, of, uh, of holding ourselves. So with the neuro, I mean the NST, it's really helpful to reset that pattern and come back to balance. So I often just, I'm mostly using it for physical pain. Um, and then I can do, yeah, right, a complete session just like that. And it's gentle, so it's appropriate for people who have maybe chronic pain issues or, you know, a central sensitization where they're very sensitive to touch and things like that. Exactly. And, and I'm really, this has happened a number of times where somebody's come in and they're, you know, their pain levels are so intense, they can hardly be touched. So I found the NST is really pretty rapidly. I mean, I can go so gentle on mm-hmm. these people, and within, it's it's like every session, they can tolerate more and more. Mm-hmm. Like, within three sessions, I can go so much deeper, which I'm not going that deep anyway. Right, you but, only go as deep as you need to, yeah. which 
Yeah, with a gentle technique like that, yeah, I imagine right. it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's really fascinating. I love that about the NHB. Is it, it's, um, it, work, it can work so quickly and be so helpful for those people who can't tolerate much. And now you also offer um, cleansing. A, yes. yes, and this is a liver cleanse, typically, or is it just kind of full, full body? I don't it's, it is a liver cleanse, cleanse yes. Okay. Um, it was derived from a uh, naturopath, Todd Nelson. And um, so it's really about, is it, it's, I mostly do the 10-day cleanse with people. Uh, and it's, it's really a supportive cleanse in that you, are, you can eat the whole time. But you, you're and you food. eat food, right? You like real food. food. Real food, yes. <laughs> it is not a fast in any way. It's not calorie restricted. But it's it's the the foods, are, the choice of foods are really intelligent. Like this naturopath really went through and dissected these foods for what, how they affect our liver. So, for example, like black pepper can be an irritant to the liver. So that's you know, not recommended on the cleanse. Mm. There's all these nuances. Mm-hmm. So, um, but there, you know, it's, it's, it's about eating the foods that are supportive for the liver cleanse and then ramping up on some uh, herbs and supplements that really help to detoxify the liver gently over the, the length of the cleanse. So I always tell people, like, it's, it's a cleanse designed for them. You know, it's really it's really geared towards the person who's going to be doing the cleanse. It's not a cookie cutter box type of cleanse, which mm-hmm. in today's day and age, there's a cleanse on every corner. Right, <laughs> right, right. You know, and it's a little for me. It's a little scary. I don't, I don't um, recommend just doing any cleanse. Like I really think it needs to be overseen by somebody by a professional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff on the internet, you know, and people try and it can be dangerous because of, you know, everyone has a different kind of, you know, metabolism for certain things and things can affect blood sugar different ways. So it's definitely something I think that's, has to be individualized and has to be under, under professional guidance too. So you offer like, um, support throughout this 10 days. Do you, how often do you check in with people who are doing the cleanse? Uh, well, I've done it in, in two ways. I've done a group cleanse where we meet twice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they can eat, you know, email me at any time during the cleanse. Um, I've also done many one-on-ones. Uh, and people, we usually meet twice for that. Um, once in the beginning and then once um, in the deep part of the cleanse so they know how to come up off the cleanse. So mostly it's twice, mm-hmm. but people can always contact me during the cleanse if they have questions. I encourage that, like, you know, if you're having these symptoms and, or some sort of symptoms you're not sure about, like some, some people will get headaches if they're not eating enough or they're not eating enough protein or whatever. So I can work through them, work through that with them to figure mm-hmm. out what's going on. Do you have them change other lifestyle factors while they're cleansing, or is that is do you kind of just concentrate just on that for that time being? Or that's a good question. <laughs> you know, I do recommend doing certain things. Like I'm um, sometimes I recommend doing acupuncture or doing um, uh, hydrocolon therapy. Mm. Um, often, I if people are real like are exercising quite a bit, 
I'll say, you know, slow down on the exercising because you really need to let your liver do its job. Heal and detoxify. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. takes a lot of energy. We don't really ever have to think about that, right? But in a cleanse, it's really important. And, and one of my favorites to recommend is to fast from negative things. Like so, news? Like the news, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're consuming. It's data that you're consuming. You're, you're putting it into your body, whether it's by your thoughts or, you know, Yeah, everything other ways. affects everything. Mm-hmm. It's never just the physical level or it's the mental level. Yeah, and, um, you know, our livers really do so much for us. And with the amount of things that we're exposed to, you know, not just medications or, um, you know, the pesticides and all the stuff that's in our food, but emotional things. So this liver detox is meant to like, it's kind of a body, mind, spirit Mm -hmm. of the liver cleanse too. It's not just doing, it's not just like a physical type of. And whether, you know, somebody knows that through the process of the cleanse or not, it just depends on on what they're interested in looking at and working mm. with. Some people just want to come in and do the cleanse and you know get back on track with their eating or because they're having symptoms or whatever, and they just are all about the physical. But um, whether you know it or not, it's happening on every level. And then are, are symptoms of like need, needing a liver cleanse, is that, are there specific symptoms or is it something that people should do once a year, you know? It, yeah, and it varies. Um, I would say generally speaking, one to two times a year is appropriate. And, you know, if you're, depending on your lifestyle and what you're exposed to, like you said, environmentally or what your stress is like, or um, or for some people, they they find that they wander off, you know, they're, they're, uh, they get out of balance with their eating, and this helps them get on, mm. get back on track. But... For generally speaking, one to two times a year. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're having a lot of symptoms like headaches or uh, fatigue. Yeah, I feel like brain fog, things mm-hmm. like that might be. Because I imagine that it not just does a lot for the liver, but also f- for the gut, mm-hmm. just to, as a kind of a reset button for gut health, too. When you con- start to consume different foods that are healthy for other organs, it kind of has a downstream effect, too. It does. It does. It's, you know, how I look at this cleanse is it is like a clearing of the decks. It's like getting your your foundation in place mm-hmm. so that you um, have a good starting point to address your health concerns. So, in other words, it's like this is like the baseline, and 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 it may or may not resolve headaches and other conditions or symptoms, but I it's really hard to go forward from there if your liver isn't working properly you know if you're if you have too many toxins in your system it's really hard to address health concerns you know Mm -hmm. more in depth so um, a lot of people will find that their uh, supplements or their medication will start working better Mm. after a cleanse Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, or their inflammation is really reduced and then there might be more to address but they've got the, the starting point taken care of by doing the cleanse. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And if I can just say something, yeah. you know, going back to that example of the wood element. Mm-hmm. So the wood element oversees our liver and gallbladder. 
as well. There's all these different associations with the elements um, and what they do in our system. So um, I had mentioned tendons and ligaments before, but there's also the, the liver and the gallbladder. And there's an emotion that goes along with each element as well. And the wood element is anger. Mm. So, you know, anger can be absolutely appropriate and it's needed and it's one of our emotions that needs to be felt and dealt with. Um, and um, if it's not felt or dealt with, if it's suppressed, um, it can become like this. It can do the opposite. It can come out, right? It can leak out in ways we don't really want it to leak out. Right. So doing a cleanse actually affects the liver in that way too with the emotions mm -hmm. so um it's another way to support the liver yeah it's really it's really fascinating i mean we could really go down the rabbit hole yeah with that um with all the emotions and, and the different organs um, and, then, and then so then the, the acupuncture can really address the anger as well but sometimes the cleanse is also needed mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah, I love the fact that you're not just working with one thing. You come, you have like a toolbox and all these different tools that kind of complement each other to really elevate some someone's health and help help them get the most out of their treatment. You know, it's great. And B12 injections. You also do B12 injections. Um, how would someone know if they need a B12 injection? Are there certain symptoms that they... I mean, I know, I'm assuming they probably would need to get tested by their physician to see I what their levels are. I do recommend that. Mm -hmm. Get a blood test to find out where they're at. Um, so B12, the, the main symptom really that people know that they, or that can be attributed to B12 deficiency is fatigue. Mm -hmm. That's one of the main ones. Um, and so vegans or uh, vegan and vegetarian Vegetarians are, um, often need some B12 um, supplementation in their diet. If you have uh, a, a gut issue, if you're not able to absorb your nutrients properly in your gut, which many, 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 many people mm -hmm. have that issue, um, then you may be deficient in B12. So giving an injection uh, bypasses the gut. So I use uh, the methylcobalamin, which is... Uh, the most usable form, and there's no something you want to be aware of is are there additives or preservatives? Preservatives, right? The Marisol and things like that that they sometimes use with flu shots. I've heard like can be a neurotoxin, so none of that bad stuff in there. Exactly. So self care, uh, you so you address the whole person. Uh, what kind of self care practices? Or if you could choose maybe one or two self-care practices that you would share with your patients as being kind of the, the most significant, what would they be? The most significant self-care. One of them is to feel your feelings. Mm. one of the most important ones, um, which a lot of people don't even ever consider that. Mm -hmm. So um, I like to work with people on that. And um, the other is to be outside in nature. Mm -hmm. uh, and I say that because being outside in nature 
uh, really calms our nervous system, helps quiet our mind. Um, and nature, as we, I think we've all heard, is such a, a healer. Mm-hmm. And a great teacher. And yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be. It just gets us out of our day to day. Yeah, a, a lot. A lot of us are disconnected. You know, we're in front of our screens all day, which is about the farthest you can get from being in nature. Mm-hmm. We're in this virtual world and not out in the tangible world, the real world. I like to call like nature the real world and like yeah. <laughs> the world that we live in, like the created world. Um, yeah. So getting back to nature, yeah. There's more and more research is supporting. For, for our health, mm-hmm. doctors are recommending it. And we need to get outside. And, yeah. and it gets us moving. Mm-hmm. It, it, it takes our mind, at least for me, it takes my mind off of the, the usual. You yeah. Know, and the to-do list. And, I mean, although sometimes, of course, I'm out there thinking about what I need to do. But when I'm just out there, I'm moving, I'm in the sun. Mm-hmm. And, um, right, sunlight, fresh air. We forget that we need these things to survive. We're animals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's so much more to life than the indoors. Well, I think, is there anything else you want to mention um, about your practice, uh, how people can find you? Uh, I can be found at bethkernsacupuncture.com. And should I spell that out? I don't think so. I'll put it in the show notes too. So, yeah. Yeah, my website's a great resource. I'm here in South Boulder. Yeah, so check out my website and then Mm -hmm. you can always call and um, we can do a free 15-minute consultation. Do a consult to see if you're... person or over the phone. Great. So if people have any questions about anything we've talked about, all these awesome things that you do, they can just give you a call and be like, well, maybe this is right for me. Exactly. Yeah. That's great. Then we can meet and see if it's the right fit. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sitting down with me today, Beth. I really appreciate it. I learned a lot. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. (laughs) All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.